this is Rob Power and today in Tuxtober Talk we're talking to Patrick Nielsen of BMC Vivid Pro Triathlon Team about the Ironman World Championships in Kona. It's Thursday, October 3rd and we're just over a week away from the most grueling sporting event of the year. It's the Ironman World Championships in Kona, Hawaii. And on the line is a five-time Ironman champion who is going to the Big Island for the third time in his quest to win that prestigious title. It's Patrick Nielsen of BMC Vivid Pro Triathlon Team. Welcome, Patrick. Are you ready for some heat and humidity? Oh, yeah, really. I mean, being in, I've been in Texas now for three weeks and it's been, it's been amazing. I don't know how many bike rides or runs I've done where you can just take up the socks after the training session and squeeze out the sweat. It's been <laughs> it's been three pretty tough but um, and really challenging weeks. But I feel I feel really ready to come over to Kona and uh, do the race in a week. Because obviously, some people go out there like three weeks before or two weeks before. Um, so you are going. When are you going over? Tomorrow, so a week before. But then I've been then I've been in um, the Woodlands, Texas, for three weeks. And I think the conditions here are, if not worse, at least the same. Um, the humidity, it's it's so humid. And the heat, it's easily around the 90s, 95 degrees Fahrenheit. So I think the conditions here are more or less the same as in Kona, if not worse. But then it's way more relaxed. So we can do the training, we can have fun. We, I've enjoyed the three weeks a lot. Instead of come, going to Kona for two weeks, two and a half, three weeks, and you just feel the tension once you get there. It's it's a big race coming up. Um, so I I understand the people being in Kona or the islands around for a long time, but I think the setups works really well for me to come to a place where I know the people, I know the place, I'm more relaxed and can just enjoy the training. I get the humidity, I get the heat, but I'm not in Kona. Um, so for me, this works really well. Um, and then flying out to Kona on yeah, Friday, a week before the race. So is the heat and humidity basically the, the biggest uh, challenge racing in Kona? I would say so, yeah. What does it make it so special, that race? Actually, to be honest, everything. It's, I think the heat and the humidity is, is actually the worst. Um, I mean, it's in October. Even pretty warm places in Europe, it's October, it starts to get cold. Um, so I think coming from Europe or I, w- I would guess even a lot of places in the US, it, it starts to get winter, it starts to get autumn. Um, so the heat and humidity is for sure one of the main focuses for me leading up to the race. How can I prepare for this in the best way? Then, of course, the wind, it's really windy out on a bike. Um, but that's still... That's still something you train on with, train with before. So the wind can be a game changer on the bike. That some of the strong bike if feel okay. Let's let's do an attack in in the sideway now to try to break up the group. But nothing, nothing extraordinary, maybe so to say. Um, then I think actually one of the things that makes Ironman Hawaii so special is that everyone on the start line are fit. If if you if you're doing a normal Ironman race, you can have a um, medium or you can do a couple of mistakes you can things can happen that's not going your way and you can still be on the podium you can still maybe win um in kona if you if you lose a water bottle 
okay, then 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 you have a big problem. Um, if you do a small mistake, okay, that's that was two positions at least in the end. What makes? I mean, it's a world championship. Um, everyone that has qualified that are on the start line are really good athletes. So the marginals between each athlete are so small. So each small mistake it has a huge impact in the end on the overall result. And then if you add the heat, you add the humidity on this, it's it's a tough one for sure. And I remember two years ago I lost a water bottle on the bike and I think that could have been the longest 20, 30 minutes of my life. I thought, not really like, how how can I do this? I was on my way to bike over to the other side of the road where the bike course was, just to get to that aid station and ask them, okay, I actually need water. (laughs) I need a lot of water. That's now, can you please fill up my water bottle? Um, So it's it's a special race. Everyone in Startland are good, and the heat and humidity and... Then the overall tactics for the race that, okay, what's going to happen this year with with an athlete like Alistair Brownlee on the start line? How will that affect the course? Not the race. Um, so it's special, but it's it's a fun race. And like you said, like 2017, um, when you lost that water bottle, you still had a great debut. You finished eighth for the first time you were there. Um Last year, you you were struggling with some with some cramp issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what were the changes that you've made in 2019 that you got over that those cramping issues? I think it was a lot of mental mentality behind it. Um, I had a pretty rough year last year, I believe. Um, there's no pressure from sponsors. There's not one sponsor who sends an email like Patrick. Now you need to win this race or you need to perform good, but of course, you. I think it's a pressure you put on yourself. Like, okay, here's some sponsors. They pay me money to perform good. And, oh, man, I need to perform good. So I think that was pretty much what happened in Kona. I felt I felt really good, actually. Um, did not the best swim, maybe, but it was still okay. I was in the main pack. Um, out on the bike, I biked away from the main pack and tried to catch the front. Um and I felt good. I felt strong, and yeah, it was fine. Um, but then going down from Howie, I saw the stronger bikers. I think it was David Plissier. There was there was a couple of good bikers being half a minute, a minute behind. I was like, okay, yes, this is this is the moment. Let's let's catch the front group. I just need to wait them in, and then the cramps came like that. So I think there was a lot of. I think there's so much mental behind the cramps um, that I've been suffering with during 2018. And um, yeah, we've just been working on this. So mental coaches and just trying to maybe not be more relaxed, but more relaxed in a way to to let the muscles do their work. If I just let the body do what I'm, what it can do, I'm sure the result will be good in the end. So it's it's been a tricky one, but as soon as we found uh, what I believe is the reason for the cramps, it's been it's been a very good lesson, a very good journey to where I've learned a lot. So I feel ready for this year's. Yeah, if you look at your 2019 season, a second in the uh, 70.3 in Dubai, and then you had a great race mm-hmm. in in Texas, winning that in a, a seven hours, 50 minutes and 55 seconds. You ran a 242 marathon. 
those must be like really promising signs for for this year's Nikona. Uh, what are your expectations for yourself? What do you expect of yourself for this race? I, and that's one of the things where I think the mentality has changed a lot, where it needed to change a lot. Um, a year ago, I went to Kona, okay, I'm going to, I'm here to win. I'm here to win or be on the podium or this is the result I will be happy with. Uh, I think the goal for this is instead to, I just want to get to the finish line and feel that I've done everything I could in my power to perform as good as I could. So I just want to get to the finish line and feel, okay, I'm happy with the swim, I'm happy with the bike, I'm happy with the run, and God, I'm tired. If I can do, if I just can be really tired at the finish line and feel that, okay, I've done everything I could, I will be happy about the result. And I believe that, I believe that the result can be, looking at last year, I believe I could be on the podium, I believe I can be top five. I believe for sure I can be top 10. I've been there before, but I believe with the fitness I have now, I can be, I believe I can be top five if I just can do a race that I'm happy with. Um, so the main focus for me for the race will be to have a good feeling on the swim, good feeling, good power, good energy on the bike, um, and then put down a marathon that I feel happy. Yeah, I feel happy with, um, that I feel pleased with. If if we look at your strengths, you were you were a strong swimmer. So you, uh, I think, like was it 2017? You came third out of the water already. I believe so. So, so yeah, is that something that you set yourself up for a swim and then find a good group on the bike, and then you've got a really strong run to finish it off? Would that sort of be ideal? Yeah, for sure. That that would be the perfect scenario. Um, but. I'm very curious how 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 the race will be this year with again with Alistair Brownlee uh, mixing it up. He's he's a really good swimmer. He's a good biker. He's a good runner. Um, with all respect, I don't think he will be on top of the podium, but he will be, he will be in the mix and have a huge impact on the race. Um, so I'm afraid, not afraid maybe, but I expect that the swim will be really hard. Also someone like Jan, he's obviously going to Kona to win and that's it. He wants to dominate the race and show who's who's the best athlete in the world. Um, so I could expect the swim to be all out from the start um, and then it's just to hang on. Um, the same on the bike, it's it's going to be a tough one. But again, the perfect scenario, like you said, would be to swim with the front, just keep up with the front on the bike and then finish it off with a strong marathon. That's, if that can work out, I will be more than, than happy going out and run, feeling that I'm in, in a good position and can reach the podium with a 2.45 marathon. You already mentioned uh, Jan, Jan Frondedo. Uh, is that a bit of the question, how everyone is going to beat those three Germans, Jan Frondedo, Sebastian Kienle, and obviously Patrick Langer who won the last two years? I, I think I think in many ways, Jan and Patrick and Sebastian are the benchmark for, for some of the disciplines, like Patrick, the run. It's, okay, now 240 is what you need to do. Like... Every, I think there's more and more athletes training to do a 240 marathon in Kona. So Patrick really set the benchmark on the run. Sebastian is putting the benchmark on the bike 
And I believe Giannis put in the benchmark as the overall athlete to, I think he's one of very few athletes who can actually be on the front after the swim, be on the front after the bike, be on the front after the, the run. And I guess he's the pretty much second fastest swimmer in the world after Josh, second fastest biker in the world after, yeah, maybe Andrew Starkovich, Cameron Wolf, Sebastian, and then maybe the second fastest runner in the world after Patrick. So those three Germans are, they're very special. Like that's the, that's where you need to be, to be in a good striking position after, after each discipline. And then of course it's, I think if, if you have Jan or Patrick in sight during the bike and towards the end of the bike, you're in a good position. So those two athletes for me will for sure be one of two of the few athletes I'm kind of looking after to see, okay, where am I? Um, of course, also see how far behind I am I after Cameron, um, after the bike. But if you have some of these Germans within sight, during and after the bike, you most of the times are in a pretty good position, I guess. And what would be if you had to make a, a prediction for uh, for the podium at the end of the race? Who would be uh, <laughs> who would be the winner, second or third? I, I oh, it's a tough one. It's really tough. I guess. I guess we'll see in in a week, see in eight days. Um, but is it easier to make a prediction for the women's race? <laughs> I think it's easier, at least. <laughs> I don't see this. There's a lot of good athletes for sure, but if you have a four-time, five-time world champion, I think it's hard to put the bets on someone else. Um, so I think Daniela will be the winner, I guess. Lucy Charles has shown that she's very solid for second the last two years. And then on third, I think it's tougher. Um, but then for the men's race, I think. I, I, if I would bet on someone, I would bet on Jan to win, actually. Um, I think he has the overall game that very few athletes has. He's um, an exceptional swimmer, an exceptional biker. He's an exceptional runner. And he's won two times before. He's won the 7.3. He's won the Olympics. Um, I think it's really set up to come back after missing out on Kona the last two years. Then for second or third, it's... It's really tough. Um, I think I would love to put myself on one of those positions, but um, in the end, it's... You can. <laughs> I can. <laughs> but um, I think that the women's race is easier. The men's race, okay. it's, it's really hard. And I think it will be a fight till the end, actually. Okay. All right, we're moving to the, the Tux, Turbo Talks fan question of the week. Each uh, week we've got questions coming in for our guests on the podcast. And uh, this week we got a question from uh, Jero Donovan and he wanted to know, what's the secret for your silky smooth golden hair? Uh, it's, it's a wig. I've never told it before. <laughs> <laughs> um that's a good question. Actually, my girlfriend is usually the one fixing it. So now when I'm out traveling, it's, I rely on the sun and um, to get it widening from the sun. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of chlorine, I guess. <laughs> a lot of chlorine, a lot of <laughs> yeah. swimming without a swim cap. <laughs> exactly. 
All right. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. But just uh, one more question: Do you have like a pro tip for everyone who just starting into cycling for the amateur triathletes who want to take it to the next level? Do you have one tip for them? I mean, it might sound stupid since it's the text podcast, but I really believe in a home trainer. If you're an amateur, you you probably have a full time work. You have a family. You need to be efficient and. The tax neo for me, it's. I love it. Um, I enjoy riding on the turbo, especially in the winter. Um, but then I can imagine having a full time work, having a family, having friends. It's, it's just efficient. It's easy, and um, you get the work done. Um, then it's always consistency, to do to be able to bike a lot. It doesn't need to be many hours, but if you can bike an hour every day. I'm sure you will improve as a biker, no matter what. Do you, do you have a favorite workout yourself on the tux? Actually, I like, I like, I'm not doing it too much, but I enjoy the high intensity. I think one of the funnest sessions I've done, it's 30 seconds hard work, 15 rest, 30 hard work, 15 rest, and so on. Then we do that for... How long is it? Maybe six minutes, seven minutes, then a longer break, and then do the whole seven, six, seven minutes again to three times. So 30 seconds work, 15 easy, 30 seconds, 15 over six, seven minutes, then a five minute break, and then again two or three times in total. That's a good one. It sounds like good sweaty workout. And it's, it's not. It's a really tough one, but but it's not too long. It's always, okay, I can do 30 seconds. It's just 30 seconds. Like I can push hard for 30 seconds. Then you're tired, you get the break, and then at 30 seconds again, okay, I can do 30 seconds. And you do this for six, seven minutes, and then you get a longer break. You can relax, recover, get ready for the next six, seven minutes again. Um, I think it's a really good one. It's a fitting, uh, fitting tip for, for the listeners to the Tux Stuber Talk podcast. Uh, Patrick, I want to thank you <laughs> for your time. And uh, obviously, uh, good safe travels to Kona and uh, good luck on uh, Saturday the 12th. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. You're welcome. A pleasure. And hopefully, uh, we'll see you on that, uh, on that podium in Kona. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> thank you very much all right awesome all right guys thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe rate and review the tux stupid talks podcast goes a long way for other people to find the podcast as well this was rob bauer with patrick nielsen of bmc vivid pro triathlon team stay tuned for a new tux stupid talks next week